0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is that time again. We are The Ramen Crew and we are back. We're excited, we have a very special guest today, April Jones Harden. And we are happy to have her here today. we're going to give her a chance to encourage us through some things she's done in the business world. We appreciate her continuing to be on. So, let's dive right into it. Miss David, how are you? I am wonderful.
1: Man, everything comes to me with joy, ease, and glory. Everything's perfect. All, all right,
2: right. All right. CT, C.T., how about you? Wow. Church. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, as always, pleasure being here. Um, hope everybody had a good week. About to start a new week. Uh, but ready to have another great show with her institute and everything. I'll, everybody should tune in because this is right, something mm-hmm. real special that she's doing, so.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I was excited, glad to be back. Uh, took a little vacation, to mm-hmm. celebrate the missus this weekend. We Happy birthday, made it back Um So, that being said, introduce yourself to the people. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, let's go from there.
3: Okay, okay. I'm April Harden, um, April Jones Harden. Jones is my maiden name. Some of you guys may know me from back in the day as April Jones. I've been born and raised here in Knoxville all my life. Never really started out as a goal of mine to be a beauty salon owner or stylist or or what have you, but that's kind of like the passion and the path that I fell into. So um, with that being said, I've been doing this for 20 years plus. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually about 24, 25 years as as a professional stylist. I've had my business since t- December of two thousand, so almost twenty years, it's nineteen years this past December. Um, just kind of like took that and kind of gravitated that into a lot of different areas of the beauty industry. I've done a lot of other things in the past, but somehow I always keep coming right back to this. Uh, so I have learned a lot along the way, and not to say that anything that I've done in my past that I regret doing, because I've gained that knowledge and I most definitely need it, and I use it in my business today. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is just what. I think all my purpose and what I
0: was. I'm here to do. Awesome. So over, I guess over the years, are there some, some? You said you learned some lessons and you don't regret anything. But if you could help a business owner as far as shortening their learning curve, what were some things you had to repeat over and over again that you would encourage somebody just? Do it this way at certain times.
3: That, to be honest, Brandon, I don't think I could tell you what not to do because I honestly think that everything that I had to go through, I was meant to go through that and be the same thing for somebody else. Okay. You know, like I was telling David before we even started this, you know, we we have a plan in life how we see things and how we set things out to do. All my life, I've always, was to, I told myself, I'm going to school. I'm going to school. I was this business person, which I still I am today, but that just was not the route that I saw it. I was wanting to always be in the corporate world, in the corporate environment, and go to school as a, you know, business major and do these things working for a corporation. That's just, you know, that was my safe plan and what my plan I thought was for me. So after I graduated, I could have went on to college with, you know, scholarships to other places, but I did have a baby in high school and so I couldn't go away to college. So I had to stay here locally and go to college. I went to Knoxville college for two years before they lost their accreditation and went through the troubles that they had. And so I felt stuck like I was thrown off my path mm-hmm. my plan what am I going to do now that what I plan to do is that I have this roadblock now so I've never been the one to sit still mm-hmm. like I said put in that box so I tried to go to college at UT mm-hmm. I wanted to go to UT finish up do what I'm still on my plan as Lord this is what I said I was going to do I'm going to do this Right? they wouldn't take any of my credits that mm-hmm. I spent two years doing that those credits Working were perfect mm-hmm. right now. so when that didn't work, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, I remember that when I was in high school, I took up cosmetology just briefly for a semester because I didn't have another class to take. Hmm. I was already topped out with my credits, but I couldn't leave school that early, so I had to get one more class and pick up a class in order to just be done with school at two o'clock. Okay, well God. the only thing that I had to take was cosmetology or auto mechanics. <laughs> so I mean quite naturally right. I'm gonna pick cosmetology.
0: You sure so, you didn't wanna get under a car? I mean I can do the too, but,
3: but at the end of the day I picked that and so when that happened at Knoxville College, I remember, well, hey, you know what, I got some credits, you know. I never done her. You know, most of the girls that I knew and come out of school with, they had been doing her all through high school. People knew of them as the as a young lady they did her. So they came out of out of school, high school with with oh. clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't hard for them to go into a shop and start working. Here I am. April, what you mean she, she does her? That's the little nerd from you know from high school that she was all about her books, all about, you know, when did she start doing her? So I had to build myself up from that. I went to beauty school, finished beauty school, and just started trying to work on the side. I went through all of that I've I've done every side of the her industry side. I've worked as co- as a commission employee, I've worked as a salaried employee, I've worked and I've done booth rental. Then I've actually owned my own salon. And those are the things I tell any lady or young lady that's actually getting out here trying to, you know, get into this business. You have to go through these things. You need what you need to learn these things. Sure. You don't think that you're gonna I don't care how great you are, you need I mean we have a skill. And you can be awesome at doing her, but you still need to learn certain steps and Absolutely. go through certain steps to get to a certain place. For one, to know what you're doing and for a second to be able to be humble enough to appreciate that. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I would say, you know, you, you are on your own path. And I'm I can't tell somebody which direction, which way to go. Mm-hmm. All the things I can tell you is to learn from every step, you know, that you take. Right. So, I've... Like I said, have done a lot of different things and tried to come out and still do the whole business side. And it's, and it's even taken to the day because it still was my goal. And I've actually completed that this, you know, this past few years. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I had to do all of that to get back to where I am right now.
1: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It so it's
0: safe to say perseverance. Is a, oh, you gotta have it. That determination. determination. Oh, yeah.
1: Big Sean said it took 10 years for him to become an overnight success. Right. And that's part of it. Mm-hmm.
3: That's definitely part of it. Yeah, you know, I feel like our, our social media has a way of making people feel or think. That they can get these things overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for some, you have that probably that one percent that, that does. You know, that's they get out great. there and they can they can make a um, you know video or something that goes viral and they're sure. seen, and then next thing you know, they're this instant success. But that success is only gonna last for so long because it's mm-hmm. trending. Right. You know, right. it's just as fast as it came in, it's gonna go back out. Then they're gonna be on to the next thing that's gonna catch their interest. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do that's gonna be able to sustain that and maintain? Right. You know that visibility to people. Right. You know, so you can get out here and you can do all this stuff for success, but if you're not willing to keep that up, it's going to be gone. Right. And then, so how much longer are you going to sell yourself out to be, to get those certain things too? Because you got people out here doing and everything just to be seen. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some things I'm just not willing to do. <laughs> so
2: what got you to the point to start the institution?
3: I've always been a, a learner. I love to learn. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, again, like I said, I, I can remember it back in the day when I was a young kid, like elementary. And going into middle school. I'm that I'm that girl that was asking teachers for all the ditto sheets at the end of the summer so I could play school, you know, because again, like I said, that was that was my goal, you know. So I have all my papers and do all that stuff. I just love teaching, I love learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that you never can get enough of. You know, and so I have come through this thing as, you know, a stylus for again twenty plus years. So I've done all of that. I've done the shows, I've done that. And you get to this point where you reach this plateau where you feel like there's nowhere else to go. So I started feeling stuck. Like, mm. what else am I gonna do? There's nothing else to do. I've done it all. I've done you know what I mean? I've, I've had shops, I've had multiple shops. I've done all of that, but what else is there to do? And like, I was like, you, you need this time for you to give back. Mm. So now you're on that flip side of things where I have so much in me to give back to other ladies that want to be in the same position that now I'm able to do that. So if I can teach you and guide you in that right direction, I see so many things that we're lacking in our beauty schools here in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. Sure. You know, but Mm -hmm. again, again, excuse me, we can do a whole lot better. Absolutely. Diversity-wise inside our beauty schools here in Knoxville. And the girls need to really come out knowing what it takes to really work either as an employee, as an entrepreneur, as, you know, somebody that's just wanting to really do it at home. And there's so many different levels to it. Mm-hmm. You can't just be one-sided and one, you know, one-track-minded in this business because it's it's all over the place.
1: It is. <laughs> it is. And it's
3: constantly changing. As, as it's changing, it's
1: growing, as just the fashion trends or the hair trends and different mm-hmm. things, they are constantly coming up with different and unique things. We were talking a little bit before about just... You having your tattoo artist license and so many different. Tell us a little more about that. I mean, just all of the different aspects of it, not just as a cosmetologist, but being able to say how how far does that reach go? Because you're an author as well. Like they
3: don't know that they don't know you. A lot of people don't know and know a lot of things about what I do, but that's fine. Um, hopefully, you know they'll get to know a little bit more about me, and by the end of this end of this show and Definitely. what my purpose. I feel like here is for you know the Dream Institute. But um, the tattoo studio came about, I was I started in the mall. And I just always, I'm, I'm a dreamer, and that's where the name comes from. I've always been that. I've always been a person. I always have these different dreams. I see things. I'm a visionary. Mm. And, I, and if I see something, I go for it. I'm going to try to find a way to Make that work, right? I so I was like, man, I said it would be so dope to have a have a tattoo studio in the mall. Why ain't nobody done that yet? You know, so her I'm thinking on for somebody else to do it. So right. I'm gonna try to put this out there for somebody, hey have y'all ever thought about doing tattoos in the mall? Nobody ever I said, Well I'm gonna i to figure out how this works. Right. How is this, love how this it. supposed yeah. to happen? I love I it. did not have a tattoo artist lined up. I didn't have anything. I just went through. I found. I Went through the state. Went through the health department. Figured out what it is that I need to do to turn my tattoos. You know, my, my add my tattoos to go into the salon. Mm-hmm. And so when it worked, I never forget the guy that uh, actually works for the health department. He come down. He said, "You're gonna have a lot of people that's gonna be against doing what you're doing. You're gonna be the only black female to first of all have something like this mm-hmm. here in Tennessee. You know, you know where you at. You know where, right. where you're from." And I was like, that's fine. I said, I get that. That's fine, you know. So I put out there trying to find an artist. Couldn't find an artist to save my life. Couldn't find an artist. Had this guy to come down. He wanted to work. He came from up in um or somewhere. He came down and he came to work maybe like a day that, that week. And I don't know if he just got scared out because of the clientele. Because I knew when you know something in your heart, how well it's going to be. Right. And how good it's going to be. You know, can't nobody take away. That from you, you know, because you see it right. And so, he just I don't know if he felt like oh, this ain't gonna work. He didn't come back. Oh, no, he didn't come back. So, I got people calling me left and right. You got art, you got a tattoo artist, you got a tattoo shop in there, right. but I'm like, I have no artist. So, it kind of fell off, but I still firmly believe in that the tattoo studio still sitting back there empty mm-hmm. months, though. By months, I said, Lord, I'm gonna find me an artist uh, <laughs> today. Yeah. Uh-huh. I went out on the street, and I don't know if I probably should tell this story or not, but I'm going to tell it, but anyway, so I went out, and I went and I visited other tattoo studios, because this is just me, I'm not that person where I'm so, I'm not greedy, I'm not hungry, I feel like we can all work together, so I said, hey, if you have an artist that just want to work some part-time work, I said, they can come to this, they don't have to be committed to me, Mm -hmm. just come and sign up to do, you know, tattoos, because I know I have a base of customers that are looking for this work, Mm -hmm. Well, nobody really bit off of that, but I had a guy that was really, like, oh, yeah, I'll make sure I keep in touch. That sounds like, you know, sounds awesome. Whether he truly believed in that or what I was telling him, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I did. I finally met a guy that was like, No, he said, I want you to stop going around and telling people what you do. Yeah. because this ain't cool. And I was like, It's not. I'm like, But I'm just really just trying yeah. to find somebody to right. help me and I want to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to take you from where you are. Mm-hmm. I just want to just, sh- Can you can they not share, share the you? wealth? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, Can they not share you with me? You know, whatever. So he's like, oh, That ain't the way it works. It's like you're stealing. I like, I, and I'm in my mind, I just really wasn't looking at it that way. And right. so for that, I do apologize. Bye. Bye. So I apologize. <laughs> I, I just was not really looking at it that way. I just knew I had a service that I was wanting to provide mm-hmm. in my salon that, hey, if somebody wanted to offer this as a part-time position mm-hmm. in, in the shop, you don't have to be obligated to me only. Right. But just pick some days you want to come here right. and work. You know, and since then, it's just, it had been rolling. It started rolling. I've had the pleasure of working with some great guys, you know, and I'll never take any of that back. You know, all the guys that have come to me and worked with me, I have a relationship with them that I will hope that they still feel the same about me, that they can be like, you know, April's a good, you know, she's a good person. I love working with her and i always say that because nobody works for me you work with me awesome. and um and so i just really would hope that they would feel feel that way if they needed to come back or if i had opened up my my uh, salon as a tattoo studio again i would most definitely have any one of them to come back but um that being said during that time they came out with the whole microblading success it kind of blew it blew up on that scene like oh my goodness and when i first heard about it And I went and I was trying to find somebody to do training because there was nobody offering training for microblading here locals. Of course not. And so (laughs) and training was so expensive. Like I'm talking about thousands of dollars for training. But at the end of the day, there was no regulation for it. So how I'm looking at, and this is where you gotta use just common sense. If you there's no regulation, how do I know you regulated enough to teach me? How do I know that you have enough schooling or teaching? All I know you could have Started doing this yesterday, and now you throwing up a site saying that you can teach somebody how to do this. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't too comfortable with that, but I did find a lady that I I had researched her enough that she knew a lot about what she was doing. Good. And I went and I took my certification, but still, even that didn't sit well. As I'm looking at, as I'm going, this like, man, this is deeper than. I'm not. I didn't feel comfortable going back and coming back to the salon doing this service on somebody because I knew it was much more to it than that. Uh huh. So I called the health department and the health department was like, wait, well, we don't really know because it's too new. We don't know anything about it. We can't put a stamp on this. They didn't know if they was going to regulate it with the uh, Tennessee Cosmetology Board or if it was going to be regulated with the health department. Gotcha. So I went ahead and took the initiative to take my bloodborne pathogen class. Because okay. I knew it was gonna be something to make, and that law was gonna soon change because it just it didn't make any sense right. to let people draw on your face with a needle and not call that a tattoo. I'm exactly, just, I'm just saying. So it didn't take it didn't take I don't think like three months after that. Cool. That they stepped up and said, "This is." Consider Consider a tattoo. You're going to have to have your tattoo license in order to do this. So, by me having a tattoo artist there, again, like I was saying, those things where you don't plan on doing mm-hmm. because it's putting your path to do, God got a way of doing things for you before you even realize mm-hmm. what, it's, what it's even meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, I got my tattoo license, you know, through having my tattoo artist there and taking over an apprenticeship with them. And so, now, even though they're not there anymore, I still can operate my tattoo studio doing my microblading services. Thank and I'll right. continue to do
0: that. So, so the, the microblades sorry do <laughs> It's the... It's, what, it's a
3: semi-permanent uh, tattoo. So where the young ladies are, you know... Or if they may need, you know, assistance with the brows, if the brows need to be filled mm. in. You have some ladies that have alopecia where their hair doesn't grow on their face like it don't grow on your hair mm-hmm. on your head. And so they don't have brows at all. You can actually give them that confidence that they need, you know, to give them that look on their face that they're looking for. Because I mean your your brows, everything The vet can tell you, if you don't have your brows right, or Mm -hmm. you can just have brows and lashes on, and you don't need anything else. It's like your hairline. (laughs) It's like your hairline. (laughs) your hairline. They call it it the curtain for your face. Okay. It frames your face, your brows. So not having nice brows, I mean, it means a lot, you know. And so you want to make sure that they're right. And so something like that is something not to be taken that lightly is making sure you got an appropriate, you know, professional working on that, not somebody that just learned that yesterday right. and said that they're certified to do it. Right. You yeah. know, so take your craft seriously and you educate yourself and you learn. Absolutely. You know? And go and through the process. I mean it's... You can't skip you can't skip mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, try to rush and get things done fast. You know, this is we live in this microwave mm-hmm. society is what I call it where you, you want to put it in and press a button and get instant success. And I I just don't know if anybody that really has done that. I mean, I don't. No. no, Without no putting I don't putting in putting in legwork. You got to do work before. That's it may look
2: like right, you, but it really it's all, it's Nobody sees the work that's done before. Mm-hmm. Even these artists that get those singles out there that pick up traction real quick. As Lizzo's a perfect example. The song she had that got put her on that everybody's mm-hmm. singing, that was done two years ago. Right. So there's a lot more legwork that goes into it. And with what you're advising of, you went through a whole lot of stuff just to get to this point and a lot of stuff that people would say oh man i don't get it i'm good but you keep wanting to learn more and more and more which is motivation for anybody that owns a business they should want to
3: i I tell people all the time if you ever feel like that you have arrived and you've made it you need to go home and retire and sit down exactly if you feel like you've done everything you need to do and you can't do anymore why are you still doing it exactly what motivates you what keeps you pushing and coming in and doing doing this every day I just can't operate like that. I don't know. Right. Sure. To me, like you said, that cheese it dries up, that dries up, and I exactly. again, I don't like dry cheese.
1: Exactly. <laughs> save that. Say that. I don't like dry cheese. No. So,
0: absolutely. It's safe to say you actively seek your next challenge. It is, as, as no, you're no doubt, no thing.
3: doubt, no doubt. If yeah. I'm like, I pray God. 20 things back here on the backside past this beauty institution that I, that I want to do mm-hmm. that I already see. I mean, like I said, being a visionary, you already see things in it. And it, I'm telling you, when that it puts a fire inside of you so much so when you catch it, you're like, God, what are you doing? Because it's like he's lining everything up. For you, you know, you put this beauty school in place and a position for me to do this school, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much more behind that. Girl, mm-hmm. I'm saying tell- I can say tell- I'm going to shout right now, but uh, it's honey, so much I more behind that. But it's like it's got to go through these channels and these steps first. Right. right. So, you know, once I get that done, it's so much more to come behind that. Mm-hmm. I say am God, what is my purpose? What is it that I'm here to do? And it's to give back and to teach. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, whether you want to listen to me or not, that's fine the right person to come along that will that's going to be willing to seek my knowledge, that's going to be willing to take in what i got to say. Absolutely. You know, for that person, I feel like they they know everything. If you have already in this business for 20 plus years, you think you still know it all too and you've done everything, hey, that's fine. I Kudos to you. Keep doing things while you're doing them. I haven't seen you do anything different though. Right. You know, so you could. But if that's where you say, if you want to be there and be stuck just kneeling off that same piece of, cheese, piece of information, cheese. that same cheese, then hey, do your thing. You know, everybody is different. Everybody don't have the same goal and the same, you know, process that they want to take that sure, i do sure but i know there's more than just me and that's what i love
1: about you is because you always had that fire like from day one you were like i'm doing this and i think you were still on magnolia and you were talking about going to the mall when we originally met i was like a black beauty salon in the mall who would ever think who would do that and april was able to and she realized that and that was just and a matter of fact i think you were at your you had two salons had. open at the time. That I was, had, talking I was about. in the mall
3: first. When I now when I my original salon that I very first opened uh-huh. in two thousand was on Magnolia. Uh-huh. Um I don't know if you know where the Ashley, Ashley I think it's Ashley uh, Eye dispensary is. It's it's really run down there. You know where BJ's is across the street the old Emma gas station? Yes, right yes, across, yes, right next to where Diana Moore's mm-hmm. used to be. It. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a little eyeglass place right there,
1: yeah,
3: and that's where I started. That was my first line. It probably, was, you know, <coughs> if you put this room right here together with half of that room over there, that was my whole shop. <laughs> gotcha. shop. Gotcha, gotcha. So, even from there, I had this vision of doing selling shoes. I wanted to sell shoes, I wanted to all do the whole boutique, mm-hmm. it really wasn't big enough. So, I had this little um black little stand thing. Girl, I kept that stand. I just got rid of this stand like last year. I've had that stand. For, so that stand has been with me for almost 20 years. But I used that one little stand. That's why I put my shoes on. I had my purses. I had my other little things because it wasn't that big that it utilized the space that I had. Right. But just to say that I went through all that still to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a story within itself too because again, that wasn't my plan. I was working in corporate America working for Goody's corporate office and <clears throat> I had my second son, my second baby. He stayed sick all the time. So I was like, Lord, I'm gonna get fired. I can't get fired for no job because I'm I'm gonna need this reference, you know. So I, I told Rick I was doing her at home on the side. So I had took me up my extra bedroom and I had a salon uh, chair in there, had my dryer, my shampoo sink and everything. But I wasn't interested in doing her mm-hmm. it really like that. It was just a little side money. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like everybody said you're a little side hustle that yeah, I have to. And so but when I knew that I had to do something or right, I was gonna lose my job, my main job. I somehow have to find me something to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, You got that her again, you got that license. Right. Use your license. I didn't know where I was gonna go. I didn't have no money. I didn't have anything. So I didn't help have, have a equipment or anything. So but before I would go to work every morning I would just canvas the area, try to look for little buildings or try to find something where I mm-hmm. could rent. Mm-hmm. And so I would never forget I was at um at this building that's over um on Makawa and I was looking through the window and this man pulls up in the van and I got so scared I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna <laughs> do place. What am I gonna tell him? I gotta think of a lot. What you doing looking through my building? And I was like, oh, my goodness. I said, God I said, just be honest. i like, tell him the truth. Yeah. I said, I'm looking for, I said, sir. He said, what well, can I help you with? And I was like, oh, God. I said, I'm looking for a place to do hair. I said, I'm a stylist. I just want to do a place to do hair. He said, you do hair? I said, yeah, I do hair. He said, well, I think I might have something for you. He said, you come with me. Now I'm not to be at work. Right. And this man's going to come with him. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> Girl, I I Where you going? He said, I might have something for you. He took me to that salon, the one I told you when I first started out on. He said, all I want you to do is just pay this lady her rent. My daughter don't want this no more. She walked away from everything. Walked away from her equipment. Walked wow, away from walked away from look at God. And I didn't have to do nothing but move my supplies in there and start working. That's wonderful. Got my business license, paid that lady $300 of what my rent was. That's $300 amazing. a month. And I, started, I was there for three and a half years before I moved to Broadway. I was on Broadway. Um, it used to be where, um, oh my goodness, Captain D's is now um, Subway. Okay. But I was right next to them, kind of sit back in the cut, so I was mm-hmm. there. I moved to another little um, salon house because I've been trying to find a place I wanted to buy, mm-hmm. and so I moved to this little house that was on Central Avenue, um, mm-hmm. almost on the other side of Central, down the street, Central Street. And um didn't get I thought I was gonna be able to buy that little house and I was really I really liked that location, but I didn't. So I closed down for a while. That was when the whole recession hit. Gotcha. Said, I'm saying? So people don't know that the whole, whole story. story. And the thing is it's not always good. It's because really? I'm telling you, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I lost I lost during that process, during that recession, because we had a real estate house, we had our private, you know, our personal private property and we had the salon. I lost all of that. I lost my salon, I lost my real, my rental house, and I lost my primary house. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I so I you humble yourself. And so for me, when people think they're going to come in and just grab and do all this, it, it takes so much. Right. You know I mean? And until you actually lose something, can you appreciate what you really have Amen. now? You know? And so I did. I humbled myself enough that I went and I worked in a friend's salon. I did that for like a year, about a year and a half, almost two years mm-hmm. before I went to the mall. So when I went to the mall, it was me. Was like a caterpillar starting all over. Yeah. That was my fresh start. That was me starting over at a time when I didn't think a black woman could do that because yeah. it wasn't hard for a black person to go into the mall. We was at me and My husband was at um, SNS cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And I told my I said I left the gym. I was I was working out every every day. I was at the rush every day working out. And so I saw something said, go out. He said, and they was like, just go out into the mall and, and walk around and see what's out there. You could probably get you a spot in the mall. And I'm like, what? I talked to myself time too. That's how I I like, got the conversation piece store. That's my conversation piece. Like, yes. I'm like, why would you try to go out into this mall and look for something? So I'm out in the mall, I'm looking, and I see all these signs. For at least call this number. For at least call this number. And so when my husband went to SNS cafeteria, I said, Rick, I said, I think I'm ai uh, think i want to try to uh, see about out this at the mall, a space at the mall. So I was scared to death, girl. I emailed this man, not having a, <laughs> okay, not having a dime. You hear me? <laughs> so he I still went for it. and when he emailed me back and was like, it was a conversation. I was like, oh lord. <laughs> and so when he told me the price, I was like, I did. I said, so I'm sorry, to waste your time. I said, but I cannot afford that. That is not in my price range. I am so sorry to waste your time. He sent me back and he said, well, what can you afford?
0: Look. Mm. He mm. said. Well, he said,
3: "You shoot me." He said, "You give me an offer, and you tell me what you can do, and we'll talk about it." That's what I was like. No, I said. Mm-hmm. I said, "I ain't gonna back because he ain't even gonna go with what I got to say." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Okay, yeah. Yeah, this ain't magnolia prices, okay?" So I know he's not gonna be able to go with what I got to say. And I said, I said, I need to be fair. I said, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed. I need to be fair. But I need to also know that I can't afford this because it's just me. Again, I have no status with me. It was just me mm-hmm. going into the Knoxville Center Mall. Mm-hmm. I sent that man back what I had to offer. He said, meet me at my office and we'll, we'll write it up. Okay. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was so scared, girl. I had, But, you know, when it's meant for you and things are meant for you to have, it'll go so fast and go so smooth. It will scare you because I didn't have not one didn't miss a beat. Anything, mm-hmm. equipment, no. There, you know, me working by myself there, and as I was there, people started coming, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't looked back since. And so those are the things that I say you need as a business owner is just to get build your confidence is knowing that you can do it. Yes. And you got to push through the fear. And I'm not going to lie because that's the same fear that I have right now even with this institute. You know, sure. it's that fear because it is something different. It's mm-hmm. new. And so, I'm uh, like, oh, God, am I, can I do this? Right. You know, so, again, I'm starting to this new, you know, adventure going trying to venture out and do something different. And you gotta be, you know, a little cautious, you know, because sure. you gotta. I don't wanna be just throwing. I'm getting too old for that. To be throwing money around and taking too many risks, you know, with things. But at the end of the day, I feel it in my heart that it's the right thing, and so it will eventually. It'll eventually take place. It and everything after
1: it it that. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, and it's and it's always so great to see what you come up with next. Like I'm, I'm super excited. Like you said, I know that there is a whole manifestation goals list that you have behind you, yes. and every time I just look up, it was like. She she did what? Oh, God, I gotta get my shit together because I, <laughs> I how
3: how can I keep how can I compete how can it's I get like, up? It's not even about that. That's one thing I you know I think that people But I admire do it. I, I, I admire, appreciate that, and, that and that's a better way, you know. So, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I know you're just joking when you mm-hmm. say that. But you know, it's a lot of people that think that feel that way. Right. And you get so caught up, especially social media. Yes. You get so caught up in looking at what the next person is doing. So sometimes I have I tuned that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You stay focused and stay on your vision, what you got, what you got planned, because you can get so sidetracked mm-hmm. You're trying to see what somebody else is doing. This person over here doing mm-hmm. this, that's for them. Right. Kudos to you, a great job, you know, and I hope you keep it up, you do your thing, because what's for you is for you, and what's for me is for me. Absolutely. You know, and so I can't take anything away from what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. great, but God, I, I just want to do my greatness, yes, <laughs> and yes. what I can do with them
2: Man, uh, That's one thing I say I like about everything that you're saying is that you want to see other people succeed.
3: Yeah, most definitely.
2: But you also are not one of those people that once you get something or have knowledge of something that you don't want to share. It's most because important. I believe that's as far as business and small business, people being business owners, that's a lot of what holds us back is because we're not ready to share that information. Right. You always have someone who is just tight lipped with it. No, I don't need to help you. Well, if we want to get where we want to get, we got to help each other get there. But well, if you
3: want it to continue to grow, you got to advise somebody else on how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't teach the next generation or the next, you know, people, you know, how to sustain in this beauty industry or how to get to this part and or do this, who's going to do it? Because right now, if you if you know anything about, you know hair and, and going to the beauty salons. it's not very many of them out there that's professional. Everybody's taking mm-hmm. it out and is deregulating the whole thing, doing her, thinking it's okay to do her at home thinking it's okay not to have education mm-hmm. or not knowing certain things you know what I mean? So once that once this group will sellers us that I know they have come up with me and my ear. Once we die out and we go away, and you don't have anybody else teaching the new ones coming up behind them, what's going to happen to it? That profession will be lost. Right. right, our trade will be lost. Right, you get what I'm saying? And that's even like you know, my husband is in the concrete business. You know, mm-hmm. so you have back in the days you would see a lot of like concrete finishers, brick layers. Mm-hmm. Where are they had right because nobody has taught them. They right. took it out of schools. Mm-hmm. They took they took all that stuff out of school. So mm-hmm. who's passing on that trade? This is things, everybody isn't meant for college. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that I went, I never take it away. And if mm-hmm. my kids want to go, I'm going to push them to do what they want to do and, and to make a better life for themselves because there's so much more you can still do with that college degree besides working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But still at the end of the day, you know, it's not for everybody. So what trade can you pick up mm-hmm. that sure. can sure. make you, you know, as prosperous as you could have been, you know, going to school and getting a, you know, a six-figure income Working for a corporate office or a corporation somewhere, yes. you know, so people fail to realize what the benefits they can get from having a, a trade, and if that trade is gone, you know, like I said, who's going to be the one to pass on that?
1: And the other part of I think this is very important in respect of these trades. You still have to love, study, and be a lifetime learner. There's nothing in this world that just says, okay, well, you can just do it once and be done with it. Life gets so um, progressive. It, it's constantly changing, growing, moving, and shaking, and we have to be on the cutting edge of that. So every time you you already just like, oh, the microblade, and I was like, what is she doing now? I mean, those things are so impactful, but you also are seeing the future of the industry and what it's going to take that so you
3: you gotta keep yourself abreast. I mean, I'm just saying. Even that's the whole purpose of trade shows. Mm-hmm. You have a trade. That trade right. have shows. You know, mm-hmm. you go to learn about your trade. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you in a trade and you feel like, like spit barbers, you know, they in this trade. It's like, damn, I don't got I, I I cut her. I'm good. I got my clientele. But you know what? The barber world has changed so they much. Just so I don't know. Know. They I mean they, they you got your clients your clients are wanting so much from these barbers mm-hmm. and you are refusing to give it to them because you refuse to go learn. Right. That to me is that blows That's my mind. Great. Absolutely. I mean, it's so much that they're doing out here with these with these guys, and these guys are paying $50 minimum for a haircut. Mm-hmm. We're in Knoxville, but guess what? If you give that to your client, he's going to pay you that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's going to pay you what you are. Absolutely. We went to a
2: barber convention, uh, me and uh, some guys I used to work with, um, so well, we still do work. And we went to, we were doing a documentary for a guy that came up during barber school, and we went to one of those barber shows. And my mind was just blown exactly. because you don't know how intense it is, as far as all the different stuff they had. They had them different stuff as learning, and everybody had a product they were trying to sell. Then they had different techniques as far as in the classes that were being taught. It was all over the place, and that's one thing where, like you guys are saying, you have to be that on to your other. If you're I mean, not keeping is, up, you're going to be. Far the industry gone. is
3: light years ahead. I'm sorry to say it. For some of the barbers here, sure. What they could be doing versus what you—if you put their them side by side and compare them with some barbers in some of these other cities, what they're doing—they can't measure up. At all. Sure, you give a great, a decent haircut. Right. You know what I mean? You give a decent haircut. But even if you're not offering some of these other services to upsell what you're doing to get you this $50, $30 and something, and even though you might have that client that say, Oh, I ain't paying that. Okay, you're going to have that client that's going right. to say that. Right. But you also have that client that say, Hey, give it to me. I want everything that you're offering. Absolutely. If it's going to give me that look that I want. Mm-hmm. The guys will pay that. Right. Absolutely. They want to be pampered too. Just yes, like a, a woman in the shop. They want to know, they want to feel good about themselves. They want to, and they're missing out on that whole thing because. If they feel like they know or if they mm-hmm. don't need to know anymore they kept themselves at just that I got my license I've been working I've been cutting hair for 30 years and I don't need anymore mm-hmm that's not it you're not when I do the beauty explosion the beauty explosion is not a thing to get out there and try to put yourself up, above, you know, above everybody else mm. it is to get yourself noticed it is to get your weather to put your business out there in the street to meet your you get to meet a client right in front of you right? a client that has the opportunity to say hey this is what I'm looking for and you can talk to that person one on one about your service about your products about right. whatever it is you're offering and if you want to showcase your work showcase your work it's your time to, to show that off you know that's what the beauty explosion is about when I do that show. Beauty, health and wellness on all things beauty. And we cap on and we talk about so many different different aspects of the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda like where I go with it. I know people are like, Well, is she all over the place and she be gone? Because the beauty industry is all over the place. It is. You can't put that all in one thing and just say, Oh, the beauty industry is just about doing hair or the beauty industry is just about makeup. Right. Or it's just about, you know, fashion. It's all those things combined. Mm-hmm. And Then it's not even just about what you like on the outside. How are you taking care of yourself on the inside? What do you feel like on the inside? There's other issues that can bring out you mean you your hair, hair. yeah, it, I mean it's, it's everything, skin, mm-hmm. you know, health, how you take care of yourself, period, right. you know what I mean, so I try to get all those things combined in one place and let people be able to showcase their work, who they are, their businesses, and kind of just put that up for the community to see, mm-hmm. so that was one thing that we had a little misunderstanding about when I first started doing this show, people was thinking, oh, it's just a hair show, it ain't for me, or it's just, it's only for, you know, a hair salon, no, it's for everybody. There's somewhere along the line, you, somebody needs to be hearing that. Absolutely. Something that it has to do with whether it's your skin, whether it's your hair, whether it's your clothing, your outfit, something, you know, a business in the community that might need, you know, your services, you might need their services. You are there to talk to that person at that time about that. And so for a person not to see that their business don't, need that or don't, won't have any benefit from that, to me it's crazy too. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, so, but that has kind of changed. The first year was kind of a, a little hard uh, trying to get people to understand what it was, you know. Like I said, so that was the third year. I didn't get to have it this year, but this is the first time you're here on air today. Is that the beauty religion will be held again this year in June? Awesome! Right. Awesome! will we'll yeah. be doing. I'm that definitely
1: today. looking forward to it. Maybe I'll get be able to get another table this year. Can yes, I get sir. another
3: table? You sure can. I appreciate that. Whole section, you can get up Yes, <laughs> <table>.
1: <laughs> honey, she had me up on the main stage and everything. everything. I was yes, 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 yes. but um. And, and, I, and I love that. It's being able to see that you push forward and say, okay, maybe we take a year off and then we get back at it. And, and being able to reconfigure whatever the problems and situations were that's, okay, these are the challenges. Let's see if we can make them better and let's do this differently going forward, not just to have that, okay, I tried it once, I'm done with it. No, yeah. there's that level, like you said, perseverance, keep it moving. It, be it, it
3: was those times when that this the, I took off last year, didn't get to it last year because we were moving. Mm. So I didn't. I wasn't able to do a lot of you know a mm. lot of things mm. <clears throat> because we're changing locations or whatnot. So I knew I couldn't go into all of that and try to and focus and put that with my attention because it takes a lot of time. Right. It takes a lot of my attention trying to put the show together. But even with that being said, I mean I I look to partner with a lot of other stylists or business owners to kind of help this come about and make it more successful. Cause one thing I do believe in, just like you said, you. It's not just about me, because mm-hmm. if if I do well, if I bless others, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be blessed. Mm-hmm. So I already know if I can get other businesses to come in and see the same visions what I have, and we put our minds together and make that big make it a bigger show, it don't have a choice but to be great. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so I'm not here, and I've never been here to just say, oh, this is April's thing. I wanted. It's all about collaborating and coming mm-hmm. together and serving one purpose. Mm-hmm. If the purpose is served everything else will fall in line. Absolutely. Right. so right. I, don't, I don't worry about the money, I don't worry about any of that. It's, have I reached my goal? Have I done what I set out to do? And if I've done that and I've reached the people that I want to reach and I felt like it was beneficial in that way, everything else is is a plus for me.
0: Absolutely, good so, absolutely. Good so we'll give you another chance to share as well, but if you don't mind, just go ahead and share your contact information. And also where you're located.
3: I'm located at um, 2630 North Broadway. In Knoxville that's right down on the lower end near Fulton High School uh, right between the pawn shop and the, um, the post office really easy to find you can uh, find me on Facebook under my personal contact uh, is April Jones Harden or also go to the business page which I have not been able to change They will are not changing on Facebook so it's still listed as turning heads beauty and fashion but as soon as you go to that page you will see Dream Institute at the top banner there is a book me link, a uh, book me now button on that uh, site. Also on Instagram, I am on Instagram as Dream Institute Knoxville and there's also a link there where you can book straight on uh, appointments. You can book there and also on Instagram as Loving My Style, which is my personal page. So all those pages should be linked together. So if they went to either one of those, they should be able to get back to the Instagram and vice versa. So if you find, even just go to one of them, you should be able to follow me on all of the sites as well.
1: Awesome.
0: awesome. awesome. Looking awesome. forward to your event. Uh, artists, clients, reach out. Let's let's please work please. together. And uh, we're going to shift so to CT's topic of the day. But feel free to chime in. It's just something we like to discuss and impact on awesome. business. But thank you again for... Oh, you're Come, we appreciate it. You're
2: welcome, yes, All right, so the topic of today is, I don't know if you guys are talking about it, but it's everywhere. The Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie. i want to get your thoughts on this because there's a lot of people that are upset with Gail King right now. Uh, saying a well, lot of things she's receiving, she's received death threats, all this stuff, different stuff because she brought up the uh, rape case for Kobe Bryant during the interview for Lisa Leslie, is basically grilling her on that. And I thought Lisa Leslie handled it the way she should have, very uh, professional with it and everything. But I would like to get your input on if you feel like she was wrong for bringing that up. And should we as people be going that far as far as threatening her and doing things of that nature, even though all she's doing is her job? No, we shouldn't be threatening her. Let's start uh, with right.
1: I'm like well,
2: death threats? That's De- what we're doing now? <coughs> death threats the whole nine. It really? just it's, it's kinda of crazy to me because I can understand yeah. I can understand you being <laughs> uh, in a disagreement with what somebody says. That's cool, that's fine, but that's let by guns be by guns. You believe what you believe, i believe what I'm gonna believe. But you're crossing a real line when you're putting threats on somebody. Uh, over someone, and I mean, you may love that person, and they may have passed, but that's not your place to try to pass judgment on that person. So it's just kind of wild to me. Do I feel she should have asked the question? She didn't know. Mm-hmm. For one, uh, he was a, he was found not guilty. So why are we bringing it up? And it's like I heard uh, someone was having a conversation. There was plenty of time for you to ask that man about that while he was alive. Mm. And he was the one that was there. Why are you asking all these other people about it?
0: That, I mean, that's fair. Um,
2: do you wanna?
3: I, I mean, I didn't watch the, the video or the interview, but just based on what I've been hearing, no, I do not agree with the fact that if anybody's, you know, issuing death threats to her, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to even take it that far is, is crazy to me, but, I feel like this is where I say, in the media nowadays, we sell ourselves out for the sake of having that success or that fame. So if she thought that's what she needed to do to get those ratings that she thought she was going to get, that was just, I mean, karma and it it kind of turned around. And and that's another
2: piece of it because she uh, made it a point to state that everything that was going on or what she did, it was a full interview. And that the station itself only cut up
0: Mm -hmm. that
2: part and put it out there. I seen that on her
1: Instagram. I did.
2: And put that out there to make it look like salacious and everything as far as the information she was trying to get. Even with that being said, you're seasoned in the game as far as what it takes to do that. But Barbara Walters would have asked the hard questions
1: too.
2: Now, and we we go back and we
1: look at it in the the professional uh, journalism they do ask the hard questions, yes. they say mm-hmm. things that, because of course, they have to take it from both sides of the scenario. It's As just they not, should. you As know, not should. just looking at it and saying, okay, well, we want to be nice and kind to of him because he just passed away, but being mm-hmm. also say, you know, what about his victims? Do they have any type of feeling about this or, you know, other people who work with them? I don't necessarily think that Lisa Leslie was the right person to have had that conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I don't necessarily think that it was a bad line of questioning. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with what you're saying that they're the the way that the media is now. They do kind of bit in piece, and they use mm-hmm. that to get more people mm-hmm. to watch the whole interview. Because right. most of us are not going to watch a 60 minutes um, interview. They put
3: her out there and got and used her as fake Yeah. The right. network itself got all this commotion. They got the ratings because people were sure. coming to them.
2: And and my we
1: were celebrating her, her, her
3: last week with R. Kelly because they threw her under the bus and right. let her become. You yep. know, right. the
0: fall and for that. That's a good point right there. You know, it was okay to ask R. Kelly all this stuff. Right. But you can't ask Lisa Leslie this. And why are people... But And I know it's tragic. But well, she's asking tragic. R. Kelly right. directly. Yeah, the right. whole thing, I know it's... It was tragic, the, the whole accident and everything. But why the dedication of somebody that you don't even know? You know, as people going crazy. Of death threats. You know, right. 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 Mm-hmm. What? What... You don't know this person, right? You don't, and the it wasn't that he was found not guilty. The case was dropped, and he settled out of court. So you don't do those things normally if you got you know. I understand what you're I, saying. The timing, like no, when. I think that more so anything, the timing is inappropriate. inappropriate, just inappropriate yeah, right. It's very tacky. Right. To right. bring it up at that. As time. as a journalist, you have a right to ask.
2: Yeah. You and you do, and highly
0: inappropriate at that and time. And you but.
2: you have a right to ask it, and you have the right to go about, but. Even, and like I said, she sees it. She should know, especially when it comes to brothers and sisters, certain times and place for everything. We've been taught that since when we were young. There's a time and place for everything. That was not the time for you to be asking that. And then you're not talking to the person that was involved. Right. You can't talk to him anymore. So why do you keep bringing it up?
0: That Now, I did see a comment. Somebody made that comment that, Okay, you had 17 years to bring it up. Don't use this moment. And that's why I was like, it's inappropriate. I mean, you did have all this time to bring it up and talk about it, but why did it become the hot topic? Like you're saying now that he passed away. Right. But is it off limits? Do you give that up as a celebrity when you take on
2: stardom?
1: So let me ask this. Okay, because I'm not guilty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, don't have that level of popularity. You know you're
2: not, Gil King. You know who you are? I
1: know. Who I What's am. your name? Shoot. David Say Jones. Ow. Who? <laughs> David Jones, like Mike Jones. That's well my cousin. Name. You better recognize well <laughs> him.
0: Well,
1: on um, So, of course, you know, I did my article about COVID. Mm-hmm. Was it inappropriate for me to bring up the fact that there was these legal disputes between he and his mom? When I was talking about his estate planning, his will, his legacy, what his financial situation was, mm-hmm. was that inappropriate? No, mind you, of course I don't.
3: What were the legal disputes?
1: I mean, I forgot about that. So the legal disputes were, was um, Kobe's mom was selling all of his high school memorabilia. Kobe offered to buy her a, let's say, a $150,000 house. She wanted a $450,000 house. So she decided she was going to sell all his childhood's belongings so she would be able to make enough money to get the bigger house. So when he found out that this auction house had all of his things that he did not give his mother permission to sell, then they went into this big legal dispute. So mom and dad didn't come to the wedding. Okay. Various things to this, like, mm-hmm. but this was part of it. Now, going yeah. back into looking at his estate plan, with his estate plan, he was 17 when he got his contract. So mom and dad had to sign his contract. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he ever... Went back and changed that when he got married. Who knows? But he also was almost twice divorced.
0: Mm-hmm. No, so,
1: I yeah, I think it was twice. Okay. That once was during the rape and the other part was during the, um, um, just maybe about four years ago. About four years ago, they were looking at divorcing again before they had this last baby Okay. or the last couple of babies. But at any rate, before he retired, they were talking about divorcing again. At any rate, mind you, all of this information, I'm just kind of sharing in that article to paint a picture to be able to say mm-hmm. who's the best person to handle the money. The other part of it is the, the wife, Vanessa, is a high school graduate who's never worked, doesn't have a shoe line, a hairline, never done anything but raise kids. And now she essentially is inheriting effectively $600 billion. Who's the best person to handle the money? Would it be his mom? Would it be his dad? Would it be his wife? So, right. me looking at it as a professional. Looking at it as a professional. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those
3: are the hard questions that I have to ask. But that pertains to what you were... I mean, it all relates. Right. That conversation that she was having with exactly. her at the time did not relate to anything. It was just like it was just thrown out there. But we don't know the rest like,
1: of the interview because she might. I don't know. Is Lisa Leslie doing anything with rape awareness? I
2: know. I was not doing anything about know. that. That's that, that, where I'm like, does the, basic the point whole of interview
1: the, matter? And they just took the, what you said, the piece, and spun it, and now we've got everybody going down this, I, and I don't know, right, I mean, I'm not watching I'm
2: not yeah, watching it. from but, my understanding yeah. it was just a basic
1: you know, a basic
2: conversation do do? about Kobe Bryant's life and she was asking about the time because Kobe Bryant and Lisa Leslie were friends and she let the you Porsche. watched the
1: whole interview?
2: I didn't watch the whole interview okay I read all the different comments and everything, and I, you know there's more to an interview than just that. Sure, right. So the the part that they put out there, and I can see it from Gail's point of view too. If they if you don't watch the whole interview, you think that's all she was doing is taking shots at Kobe the whole time, mm. because she leads into the conversation talking about you and kobe were good friends you, uh, you used to be at the club and everything you know tell us about it was kobe a guy that would do something like that
3: My like, head, uh, I would, do you not think that if if lisa leslie felt that she was coming from that at a different place and she didn't mean it that way i, I mean just me as a person i would step up and like, hey, Guys, this is what happened. You no, know, the interview was really going this way. She did. I mean, I will kind of be that person to, to kind of step up and say something right. in her in her defense, sure. or even in the defense of Kobe, because hey, right. we're not trying to make him look bad, but we were just really just talking on this. This is the way the conversation went, mm-hmm. and the interview did not go that way. Sure. And I mean, you and she don't have to really elaborate on what they were talking about, but just hey, know that we the topic came up because of another. Yeah. Issue. Right. Absolutely. I mean, so for her to sit back and sit quiet and not say anything mm-hmm. kind of still to me throws her under the bus even more because okay, hey, what do you? I feel like your network mm-hmm. knew and you knew what your whole intention was going into the whole interview. Right. Certainly. So certainly. And even kind of with the
1: network, you, you goes back to after they see the interview, they could have easily edited that out and say, hey, we're not going to use that part. Exactly.
2: Right. So and as far as you and your article, mm-hmm. when I first saw what you and you said it, I was like. I was. I was just like, really? But then you had to read the content to understand yeah. what you were talking about. Because like you said, it pertains to your business, but also it pertains to life in general. Sure. Because you have to know that your ducks are in a row at all at okay. all times. Because it's once you really sat back after you read the article and you stopped, you sit back and you think about it, it's like, wow, was he was it really prepared? Because he didn't know this was going to happen today, mm-hmm. and it basically, in every I don't care what anybody says. After that happened, especially people who were fans of his, they all sat back for a minute and said, "Man, it was just like that." Am I ready? They had that thought run through their head. Definitely, it makes you think like that. So your article was valid. Thank you. Your article was something that was needed. That's and it I wasn't, mean. and it wasn't something where. It basically made it like you were villainizing him. You were stating facts mm-hmm. about something that really mattered, as far as his situation, as far as the rest of his family, as far as making sure all things were in place. And that could be
3: and, anybody, right. And, so, right?
2: and you, and that's just like you mentioned in the article. You didn't only mention Kobe. You were talking about the other people on um, that were. Involved as far as in the accident mm-hmm. because you, I think, one part in it you were talking about how Kobe may have had someone that had his things in the world, but what about the other people that were involved?
1: You know, I've seen the GoFundMe's,
2: it's and it's just wild. And, but that's, I mean, that's the whole difference between the two scenarios as far as what we're talking about. But cool. that's all I got.
0: A conversation. As a, as a, yeah, I was uh, included on the article as well. Thank I mean, you. I, I took it as a point to to um, turn the mirror person turn it personal, make it personal, and you know verify that you do have all your things in order because the only thing constant is change. Yes. And and things yes, change yes, on a yes. dime. You know that wasn't their plan. That wasn't. Right. And and we have to uh, be aware of these things and leave, and which goes back to what you're doing, the, the legacy things you're talking about, being able to pass that on so a necessary craft doesn't die. I remember being a kid and spending the whole day at Bates. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> running up and down the street. And how long does it take to do hair? It, it's very important because, you know, as you were talking with the microblading, it's very important to your demeanor, it's very important, this is the thing people see. You know, you, you do. You look good, you feel good. And I think you do better. I think people perform better, so it's definitely a a necessary thing. So yeah, this was great. Thank you again for consenting no because problem. No problem. uh we always round the show out with just a little bit of positivity. So um, if you want to give the listeners a few words of encouragement or if you want them to go first, we'll all go around and then save you for last. It's however you want to do yeah, it. I go first. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to start this week?
2: all right y'all um, starting a brand new week fresh start make the most of it get out there and do what you need to do to make yourself better one little step forward is better than anything backwards as long as you continue to make progress that's what it's all about
1: awesome awesome so my positive thought for the week is i was reading an article and um, serena williams talked about a book who moved my cheese and i've heard about it before and I finally went to YouTube and pulled up the audiobook. It is an hour long. You can listen to it while you get dressed in the morning. You can listen to it on your commute. It is a really good book. I would encourage, I'll drop the link on the page, but I would encourage people to go in. We've kind of made reference to that book mm-hmm. um, through the course of today. And it essentially is just talking about making sure that you are being progressive, making sure that you don't sit and get stale we want to make sure that we grow because we are all still flowers in this garden. We are growing and we are so beautiful and have so much vitality left in us. It's up to us to make sure that we feed ourselves, that we water ourselves. Like April was saying, be constant learners so you can be able to move into the next shift and direction that God will have you to go. So the book is called Who Moved My Cheese? Easy, easy read. It's even told in a story-like fashion, so it's really... Um it's, it's digestible, it's entertaining, and it definitely is purposeful. purposeful.
0: Good deal, good deal. I um, want to stick <laughs> with gratitude, everybody. Um, again, if you can at the beginning and the end of your day, think about three things that you're grateful for. And once you start and get this habit ingrained, you will see, you know, your life just go better. Not to say there won't be bad times or anything, but remain in gratitude. Being thankful for things that you don't have to go through. Um, Trying to stay, you know, positive, but being real about certain situations, be willing to grow, develop, change, and find out, you know, when you do go through rough patches, what can I learn from this? You know, um, April said at the beginning of the show, there are no shortcuts. You have to go through some things, and they help, you know, make you into who you're going to become. So, again, persevere, go through everything, and be grateful. Have gratitude. Everybody have a great week. All
3: right. I would like to... I guess, say, in life and just whether it's this week, next week, or the weeks to come, I always do things with intention and purpose. Mm. I Always be intentional from the time that you make a post on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, do it with intention and good intention. What are you going to get out of that post? What are you going to get out of that next business move? So just make sure you have good intentions on what you're doing. And you be a blessing to others, and you will be blessed in return. Excellent. 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 And of course, you know, we
1: cannot end off without presenting a gift to
3: oh, our no, friends. This, this is my, my ramen <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do you know what my favorite snack is? What's that? Ramen noodles and wine. Ah, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> Shoot. I'm not hard to please at all. Good good. I love it. I love sure it. Enjoy those in good health.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you everybody. for coming. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. And one last time, if you don't care your contact information I'm sure, again. no
3: problem. Contact information is the Dream Institute, which is, by the way, the Dream Institute is a salon. So I'd like to just kind of clarify something right quick because uh, people kind of get that misconstrued as well. If you know the definition of an institution or what an institute is, it is really just a collaboration of departments or like-minded um, departments that are that have come together and developed. A business. So with the Dream Institute, you have all these different departments that are, together, that are together under one umbrella. So we have the salon, we have the barbershop, we have the tattoo studio, we have the estheticians, we have all these things that are beauty related under one umbrella. Soon we'll have the beauty school. So just not necessarily when you hear the Dream Institute, that it is the school. The Dream Beauty Academy is the school. So when you hear Dream Beauty Academy, that is the school. The Dream Institute is everything. Perfect. It's everything. So Thank you for clarifying. Just, yeah, just to let people know that the Dream Institute is everything that you will find. So if you want any information on anything, getting your hair done, getting a, finding a barber, finding a, a skin skincare specialist, that's your call the Dream Institute at 865-525-2515. That has been my number for 20 years. It's not going to ever change. Awesome. You can find us at 2630 North Broadway. Again, like I said, at the corner of um the post office and the pawn shop, right in between there, real easy to find, 2630 North Broadway. You can find me on Instagram at Dream Institute Knoxville as well. Send me a direct message. You can go to our booking link and you can also find us at the other different um social media sites through that one link on Instagram.
0: Very good. Again, we appreciate you continuing to be on the show providing this valuable information. Thank you for joining us. This was an exciting show. As always, love working with you guys. It's just so much fun. But we can't leave before we hit it one time. Money 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 money. All right, everybody have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.